Go Team USA. Go Team USA! <laughs> Woo! Go Team USA! Uh, go for the gold. Pink, 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 pink lemonade stand. <sighs> Welcome to the pink lemonade stand where we are serving up smiles. When life gets sour, we say pucker up and squeeze the day. Hello, everybody, and welcome back. Happy Monday. We have such a great guest coming up today. Uh, we got a great episode for you. Yes. We're glad you're here. So much um, legal jargon. I wish I had like a pocket lawyer with me all the time where I can just be like, what do you think about this? Because something happened to me a couple weeks ago that I forgot to tell you about. <laughs> it's so funny, what? actually, when I think about it. Okay. So I got this DM on Instagram a couple weeks ago from a lady who was like, it was so cute and sweet. She was like, hey, are you a songwriter? And I'm like, yeah, I, I do. I write songs. And she was like, cool. I have a daughter who's turning seven. And I was thinking it would be really cool to have somebody write a song for her for her birthday that was like just for her. I was like, oh my gosh, that's, that's such a cute idea. Yeah. And she was like, I have $300. I would love to pay you to write this song. Let me know what you think. And I was like, that's a great, that's really fun. And I used to write, I actually used to write custom birthday songs for my friends a long time ago, like as jokes. Excuse and it was me, where's my? <laughs> <laughs> I know, this is, he never told you this. <laughs> We've spent a lot of birthdays together, and now I'm kind of upset I never had a custom song. I know. I actually feel really bad now that I did that. I guess we're not that close. This is so funny. Um, so I thought... This actually is kind of fun. Like maybe I can maybe I can crank this out. I said, okay, tell me about your daughter. What what are her what's her favorite artist? Like I wanted to know what kind of song to emulate, right? Yeah. So she was like, she loves Justin Bieber. She loves mermaids. She loves her dog Maxie, who's like her best friend. And she like listed all this really specific stuff. And oh. I was like, this is great. This is it like kind literally of sounds like all of my interests as well. <laughs> I was Wait, like, is this me? Is this you? <laughs> Did you DM me? <laughs> You're getting your birthday song. You are getting your birthday song. <laughs> so I was thinking, this is so fun. Thank you for all the specifics. Okay, I looked at my calendar. I'm like, I can have this song. This was like Wednesday. I'm like, I can have the song delivered to you, finished by Sunday night. And I'm like, here's my information. Here's my Venmo where you can send the funds. And I was like, give me your email and your phone number. And then everything took a weird turn. <laughs> we had everything like settled. I was excited. And then all of a sudden, the messages started getting a little weird. Normally, like the thing to do when you are making a transaction is like PayPal or Venmo. It's like really easy, no fees, right? Yeah. And then she was like, oh, um, I'm going to be doing this through my business, so I don't do any third-party apps. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to send you a mobile check through your email. Then you take a picture of it, and it goes into your bank. And I was like, that sounds so weird. Yeah. So <laughs> I was like, that is – never heard of that in my life. What the heck? I'm sorry. A mobile check? Like, what? Mm -mm. So 
I end up Googling mobile check. <laughs> and the first thing that comes up, like the first 10 things that come up when I Google this is beware of mobile check scams. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh my gosh. I was like, is this a scam? How did, how is this a scam? So I didn't write her back. And like, I think a little bit later, maybe half an hour later, she writes me and she was like, okay, so I sent the mobile check to my assistant to send to you and I accidentally sent the wrong amount for $3,000. So it's coming to you and I can't cancel it. Will you just send me the money back? Oh. <laughs> and I was like, okay, okay. What? Immediately, it wasn't even, I didn't even have a chance to confront her after I Googled mobile check scam. She already said like completely was scamming like wow. immediately in her language. And then she said at the end of that sentence, she's like, if you can just send me the remaining funds back, I trust you, ma'am. She called me ma'am. Oh. <laughs> and that was like another Gosh. immediate red flag. <laughs> you call me ma'am. That means you're definitely in another country scamming right now. So this is how the mobile scam works. I looked it up. They send you a check and then it looks like it goes into your bank and you send them whatever money they ask for back. This is what every person who does this scam does. Oh. They, you ask for the money, they ask for the money back, you send the amount back that they that they accidentally oversent you, and then they immediately cancel the check that they sent you in the first place. Oh. So they're just taking funds from you. And I was like, first of all, scammers are disgusting. It's yeah. crazy. Oh and second of all, seven-year-old birthday song <laughs> like how did they how okay how did that become the the hook Ugh. how did that become the right? scam uh, she did not have her scam like worked out because no. you can't go for the mobile check this whole thing huge red flags going up immediately <laughs> wow I'm like if you can't send venmo zelle or paypal Forget it. Yeah. Forget it. Those are all the trusted sources. But also, my mind keeps going back to seven-year-old Annabelle, mermaids, her dog, Maxie. <laughs> yeah, the specifics. <laughs> the specifics it's were so good that I, I was like, there was no reason for me not to believe like the first half of this whole message thread. I was like, oh, this is cute. <laughs> Did you report this criminal activity to I Instagram? I actually did. I did, yeah. Have you ever been scammed by anything? Or like Oh my god, I have the <laughs> I have the biggest scam crazy story. Oh my gosh. It's an epic story. Like I don't even know if it's what? if we have the time for me to share it. I'm sure I've told you this, but Oh my gosh. You know what I'm talking about. This has to be told. This has to be told. I you have to tell it. So, okay, we can tell it today because it's legal. And this is the theme this of is our the show perfect today. Theme. <laughs> okay. Okay. I will try to it's it's a long story, but I'm gonna try okay. to to Cliff's notes it. So. Oh, we've got to. Listeners, okay. buckle up, get ready for the craziest buckle scam of yourselves. Your life. <laughs> in if you're in the car, you might want to pull over. So back about I don't know how long ago this was, maybe ten years. Um <laughs> Graham and I were renting apartment, like gorgeous, <laughs> sickening high-rise studio in Hell's Kitchen, right in Midtown, in um, this apartment that we loved so much. But Graham was on tour, and I moved to L.A., so 
we had three months left on our lease that we needed to get a sublet. So we had posted our apartment on Craigslist. We got an response back from this guy who said he had a business by coastal and he was going to be in New York for a while and he wanted to have the apartment for the duration of the lease. So we were like, perfect. Oh, we brilliant. both, um, he had like a website and everything for his business and it all sounded so great. So, um, we were both not in New York at the time. We sent my friend Amanda over with the keys to kind of like show him the place. And then if it all worked out, then she would get the check from him and give him the keys. And then that would be great. So um, everything worked out perfectly that day. He loved the place. He gave Amanda the check. She put it in the mail for us and he moved in. Um, this is a doorman building. Like we're talking secure people seeing you yes. coming and going just want to put that out there nice, <laughs> nice okay building. <laughs> nice building we get the check in the mail and it deposit it and it bounces and we're like oh what happened and we didn't know why it bounced just it just did and um so we talked to the guy and he's like oh my god i'm so embarrassed like this was sent out through my company blah 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 he gives a story about why this something happened and so he right. said okay i'm going to send another check so he sends another check and then we deposit it and then that check also bounces. And then no. he starts saying, okay, I'm going to go and deposit cash. We're like telling him, you know, you have to, you have to figure out a way to pay us, you know, because there, something's going yeah. on with your checks. I don't know what it is. Yeah. So anyway, once you're like, okay, second time you're like, yeah. why? What? So he ends up somehow getting to, um, deposit like a couple hundred dollars or something like that. And like through a credit card. And then um, we get a letter in the mail with some photocopies of the checks that he sent. And on the checks, it says, uh, this is not a check. Like fraudulent. Like these are not real checks. <gasps> and so then we what? have the reason for the checks bouncing. Um, and it's not just because of insufficient funds. It's just like, these are fake. It's a fake, fake ass check. check. This is a catch me if you can check. Is it all right if I write you a check for the room? No problem, sir. So at this point, we go to tell the guy, okay, the jig is up. You have to get out. Um, he had been so nice and kind up until this point, And then he flipped like he then told us that he was legally claiming squatters rights he <gasps> told us that if we tried to have him evicted it would be illegal and he would have us arrested if we tried to come into oh. the apartment he would have us arrested for trespassing like this man knew the law no. He, he knew, knew what he was, he was doing. doing, and he said, if you want me out of here, you're going to have to evict me legally, like through the court system, which takes, which can take months and months of time to do. It's crazy. So, and so Graham flew to New York and oh went gosh. to the police station, NYPD, and they're all, get out of here. Like, as soon as they came in, he's like, they, they told me to come in. I have these checks, and they're all, buddy, beat it. And they try to, like, turn him away saying, no, you can't we get out of here. Stop wasting our time. 
<laughs> They're like, we got bigger yeah. fish to fry. We're after the mob right Seriously. now. Come on. And so he was like, you mean to tell me that having fake writing fake checks is not a crime? Can I just at least talk to a detective? And they're like, okay, fine. They got they got exhausted of him. So he went up, yes, got Graham, sent up yes. to a detective's office, and they're um sitting there, he's telling him the situation. He's like, This guy wrote me fake checks, this is his name, all this stuff. And the dudes start laughing. And he's like, Oh God, you know, now these guys too, they just think this is a whole joke. They pick up yeah. a stack of papers and on the top is this guy's wanted poster. No. <laughs> it's like a professional scam artist in New York They've that they were looking for because he was scamming other people. Oh he was gosh. he was running all sorts of scams. He had sold like thousands of dollars of Lady Gaga tickets that were fake. So anyway. <laughs> How, <laughs> How dare, dare you? you? How dare you defame the Gaga? <laughs> now that's the worst part. Oh. So that's anyway, they say, okay, you need to just like steer clear we're going to go to the uh, apartment and we're going to stake it out. And when he comes, <laughs> we're going to, we'll arrest him. We'll let you know. So anyway, they're talking we're to the going. doorman. They find out when he goes in. They go in. They arrest the guy. And they call Graham and say, we got him. <gasps> um, oh my you know, come by tomorrow morning and we'll give you your keys. And we are celebrating we are just like serious victory. So happy that I mean this was this was such a horrible thing that happened, but it felt like, you know, justice was served. So Graham goes to the police station in the morning to get the keys, and the detective goes crazy what he was doing with the place, right? And Graham goes, <laughs> What was he doing with the place? And he goes, No. Oh, he was running a brothel out of there. <laughs> Out of my studio apartment. Out of your bed. Out of my bedroom and my furniture. No. And so, okay. No, no. When no. they arrested him, they also arrested a prostitute and a John who were using the apartment. It was basically like a sex ring. And this was freaking law and order. Yes. Real. So real. I okay. When Graham called me, I was driving, and he said he actually said to me, "I think you should pull over <laughs> for me to tell you this news." <laughs> and he told me <laughs> what happened. I was crying. I was I was like hysterical. I felt so violated, oh. and I was all, I was like, "Burn it all, burn it, <laughs> everything, set it on fire." Set it on fire. That's insane. That's kind of... Okay, that what? takes the cake of any scammer. Like, a simple sublet turns into prostitution ring? Then... <laughs> that, <laughs> that, it, that blows birthday song Instagram DM out of the whole Well, you know what? After that, I have had <laughs> eyes in the back of my head for this. You know what? That changes your life forever. It does. So crazy. That's insane. Ooh, you live and you learn. Wow. You get scammed. I'm so glad you told that story to the listeners. They had to know this story's too good. I mean, to sorry told. too so, long-winded. You're welcome. But it's quite <laughs> so the <good>. tale. <laughs> oh, oh, gosh. We hope you enjoyed this episode of <laughs> Pink Lemonade Scammers. Pink Lemonade Scams. Pink, 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 Pink Lemonade.
Lemonade Scams. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Oh wow. That's well, yeah, funny. thank you for listening to our scams. We really hope yeah. that no one out there has been getting scammed. But if you had, tell us your story as well. It's so it's so yeah, interesting. And it's a cautionary tale that we we gotta know. So have you been scammed? Let us know. Have you had yeah. a run-in with um a pimp? With cr- criminal mistakes. <laughs> I have. And I'd love to know that I'm not alone out there. Has anyone tried to send you a mobile check? Yes. Tell us at the PLS podcast at gmail. What's the weirdest <laughs> scam you've had? Let us know. We're all we're here yeah. for it. Go oh, along wow. and follow us on Instagram. That's where we actually get to talk with most of our listeners. So subscribe mm-hmm. at uh, the PLS podcast. That is where yeah. we are on Instagram, and then subscribe to the podcast anywhere yes. you listen to podcasts. Absolutely. Give us a review. Give us some stars. Uh, download the episodes. It really makes a difference for us. So remember to RRS. Rate, review, and subscribe. <laughs> and now it's time for the sweetest thing, our good news story segment. So, Nicole, what do you have for us today? Well, today's good news segment is uh, was sent to us from one of our listeners, Janelle Benick. And so thank you, Janelle, for this story. It's a really amazing story. So this was a story that was told on the podcast Uncle Scothy's Storytelling Extravaganza. Ooh. So this is Janelle's friend, Rebecca Marie, and she recounts a story about how COVID and music saved her life. That's actually the title of the episode of the podcast. If you want to go check it out, which I highly suggest that you do. Yes, we'll put the link. Yes. So Rebecca Marie is a music therapist in hospice. (gasps) Oh, I love it. Yes. So she was um, working during the time of COVID and she needed to go get a COVID test in order to be cleared for work. So she went to a doctor named Ruth, Dr. Ruth Catanius, and she got her COVID test, which was negative. But she also had a physical, and Dr. Ruth pointed out an issue in her neck. And she asked her, have you ever had an issue with your thyroid or anything? And she was like, no. But she said she took her over to the mirror and watched herself while she swallowed and said it looked like a bullfrog when she swallowed and she had (gasps) never noticed that before um and so she was like freaked out she had some tests done and two weeks later they found a four centimeter nodule in Mm. in her throat so um it's that's a little bit bigger than a strawberry it's kind of big so she needed to go for a biopsy Her mom works in an ENT office, thankfully. So they did the biopsy there. And so she had to wait another two weeks. I mean, these these weights, I tell you what. Oh, my gosh. I can't handle how sometimes these things that are, like, life-altering take so long. Excruciating. So stressful, yeah. So after two weeks, it was actually her mom that came over to her house and sat her down and told her that, the biopsy came back that there was a 50% chance of cancer in her throat. Mm. So she was devastated. Um, she ended up 
getting an entire thyroid panel done and her tumor was growing. So they suggested to have the tumor removed. Dr. Ruth, who she had seen first, just so happened to have a daughter who had thyroid cancer and recommended her to use the same surgeon that operated on her daughter. So she scheduled her surgery and it was scheduled for a few months out. She then got a call that there was an issue with her her insurance and she needed to have her surgery done earlier. And so they needed to switch her surgeon. Mm. She read a review about this surgeon paralyzing someone's vocal cords. And she's a singer. Um, she's a, yeah, she's her a work. Therapist. She's a singer. She's a songwriter. So she was completely panicked. Mm. And she spent the weekend before her surgery writing a song. And she sings this beautiful song live on the podcast. It is incredibly emotional and touching about how like she may not ever be able to be the one that sings these words again oh my god i have chills just thinking about it i mean just put your put yourself in in her position like you can easily do that yeah knowing that you may never be able to speak or sing again so oh my gosh incredibly emotional um she ended up calling dr ruth and told her about how they were switching her surgeon and she was like no 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 let me reach out to the woman who did her daughter's surgery she asked her if she would be available to step in this last minute and the surgeon said yes <gasps> so she ended up by this you know divine intervention getting oh gosh. her surgeon she had the surgery and the first thing she asked when she woke up was if is my voice still there? And they said, yes. <laughs> so she was, um, she was so relieved. Uh, then there was another two weeks that went by and she then found out that she had two types of cancer, that it was um, a positive result in her thyroid. But the good news was, was that just before it was able to leave the thyroid and enter the lymph nodes and into the bones. They were able to get all of it, like right before it started to spread. Oh my gosh. And so this trip miracle. to get a COVID test ended oh. up saving her life. Like she was, she was just a short amount of time away from her cancer like mm. viciously spreading um wow so today she said she'd started speech therapy and her voice came back <sighs> and she's back to performing so oh my goodness it's just such a it's just um such an amazing story of timing and wow just the right people coming into your life at the right time and we're just so, so glad that Rebecca is recovering and doing well and sharing her story. And this is just a reminder that preventative care is so important. Oh, so yes. make sure you get out there and visit your doctors. Yeah. You just never know. Oh my gosh. And another thing I forgot to I forgot to say was that during this time, she also rushed into a recording studio and recorded seven songs that she had 
been meaning to record just in case she wasn't able to ever sing again. Oh my gosh, the weight that must have been like on her shoulders, like think I'm gonna, I don't know, I'm gonna feel like I'm gonna cry that she did that. Oh my gosh. It's incredible. It's a really incredible story. And so thank you, Janelle, for sending (sighs) us that story. Thank you, Janelle. Um, And yeah, go listen to that podcast again. We'll link it in our episode notes below. To hear her tell it is much better than hearing me tell it. (laughs) (laughs) You did a great job. But um, yeah. It's it's worth checking out. Definitely do that. And if any of you have good news stories that you see in the news or that you know of someone personally and you want to share with us, this is the perfect example. We love to hear them. We know there are so many good things happening out happening out there. So send those to us. Yes. Please email us at the PLS podcast at gmail.com and send us those sweet things. Another reminder about our good news story of the tiny home village in Los Angeles by Hope of the Valley. This is an amazing organization that's building homes for those people who are unhoused. We are raising money to help fight against homelessness alongside them. We have our GoFundMe linked in the episode notes. So please go down there. Just give whatever you can. We're inching closer to our goal and want to get to the finish line. So check it out. Give us your monies. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, everybody. It is time we do a little hydration chat. Heidi, how's your hydration today? Nicole, I am so glad you asked this because I am crushing a gallon of water today with... My hydro drug. How about you? How's your Ah. hydration? Well, let me tell you, I am at full hydration station right now because my hydro drug is right here next to me. (laughs) We are so obsessed with hydro drug and here is why. It's dishwasher safe. You are helping to save the earth by using this sleek reusable bottle. We've talked about this plastic business before and we are not having it. And it comes with really cute mix and match sleeves with these gorgeous bottles. The sleeve has a strap and little pockets for your phone and your keys. But mainly, if I keep this bottle with me during the day, then I am constantly just reminding myself to drink water. And that's the most important thing for us because we're always dehydrated. Yes. It's basically just like a water purse. You just keep it with you. (laughs) It's a water purse. (laughs) Yeah. It's perfect. And it's so cute. So we all want that hydrated and glowing skin. We all want to improve our hydration. And it's easy with HydroJug. So head over to thehydrojug.com and use our code PLS to get 10% off your HydroJug today. That's PLS10 to get 10% off your very own HydroJug at thehydrojug.com. Go do it. It's easy peasy. Lemon squeezy. Now, without further ado, it's time for the main squeeze. Taylor Tiedman Esquire is an attorney and founder of Legal Mega Membership, an accessible legal services membership created specifically for small business owners and entrepreneurs. Taylor operates a virtual firm based out of Los Angeles and specializes in trademarks, contracts, copyright, podcasts, and business formation. She takes immense pride in representing BIPOC and female-owned businesses to help them build and thrive. So please welcome to the stand, Taylor Tiedman. You guys have so much energy and I absolutely love it. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to the podcast. We're bringing our big legal energy with us today. (laughs) We got our blazers on. 
We are ready to dive in. We have on blazers. We are sweating. (laughs) Same. Same. You made the right choice in a (laughs) t-shirt. Totally. Absolutely. (laughs) Taylor, is your normal is your normal wardrobe a full-blown suit? Oh no. Never. Well, once or twice a year. So that's why I'm like very impressed you guys are going all in because I can't even do it very often. Uh, I go to court very, very, very And during the pandemic, they've been doing like Zoom hearings. So I had to wear maybe two this year by by necessity. Sometimes I wear them for fun. I I mean, the the Zoom world is all about being comfortable. I have leggings on at the bottom, so... (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely not wearing a bra, but <laughs> it's, <all> it <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> we have to live our best lives. Taylor, we're so happy to have you here with us. We, um, you're our first lawyer interview. So yes. this is so exciting. We have so many questions for you. And I know that you even do some specialization in podcasts. So we're going to get to that later <gasps> on all the things, all the yeah. laws we're probably breaking. And we... <laughs> We know there's definitely copyright infringement going on like all day, every day. <laughs> She's like, la, 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 la. More, more people are in denial than you realize. So like first step is just acknowledging it. So hey, <laughs> I love that realistic point of view. Yes. But take us back a little bit to kind of what drew you to law in the first place? When did you decide that this was going to be your career path? I think I had decided at a young age that I wanted to be a lawyer without really realizing it. Like I asked my mom, first I asked her one time how much lawyers make. (laughs) And And then she at one point said something like, you're really good at arguing, maybe you should be a lawyer. So I think I just kind of like formed that in my head. And then in college, I was like, all right, let's do it. We're doing it because I love writing. I love persuasive writing. So yeah, I applied to law school. I went to law school here in LA and I knew that I wanted to do some sort of like entertainment or transactional law, but the job market for lawyers, I don't know if it's ever good, but it really was not good (laughs) after I graduated. Um, So I went into a different area of law that I'm in now. I was doing, I was actually representing on the other side, people that were suing businesses Mm -hmm. um, for things like harassing harassing calls and like stuff to do with their um debt just basically getting harassed by big companies um so now i I do the other side which is way more fun helping helping the small businesses from getting sued fighting for the little ones yes oh that's so amazing i think um you probably experiencing like maybe more joy with your clients as opposed to like that side of the stress you know that's really interesting so tell us about like when did you start um when did you start your own firm like and how how are things going now yeah i actually kind of had to start my own firm because my firm that i was working with like our cases were dwindling and they basically were like things aren't looking good so we're not going to have any work for you to do, a.k.a. like it was a very nice, gentle, like, we don't need you anymore. <laughs> and they basically closed down the division of what we were working on. Um, so I kind of panicked a little bit, but I had this like really weird, random reassurance that like, I feel like I could just start my own firm and, and handle my own clients and hopefully get that to work. Um, it was terrifying, but I kind of went into it with, 
that one client that I had been working with previously. And then I just like attacked the Instagram game of like trying to make a presence. And I saw that there were a bunch of other attorneys, not a bunch, but there's a good number of us, or maybe I just see them all the time, but there's a good number of us on Instagram with a presence that um, we help business owners and we're a little bit more, I think, approachable than like your standard attorney that most people visualize or might think of. And I really wanted to be that for the community and especially the Latinx community because we don't even have a lot of attorneys in the legal field yeah. to begin with. So even to like find one that specializes in this area, I was like, I don't know that this exists, so maybe I can do this. Um, and I, I kind of lucked out and it's been working thus far. So it's been really fun. Amazing. Yes, your Instagram and your website are so stunning. Um, Nicole and I both agree that your the way that you have your firm set up is so approachable. And especially for women, I think that they're, and, and law in general, I think can be intimidating. And going through your website and the things that you have set up with your legal mega library, which we want to talk to you about too, it's very accessible to the everyday person where the things that you're posting and the the way you have your membership set up, it's almost like allowing the everyday person to have an attorney on retainer, right? So I, I'm assuming that's kind of what the membership is. We've gone through the process, Heidi and myself and, our, and another friend, when we were we were forming a business and an LLC, and it was very, it was uh, very overwhelming so to confusing. know if you were missing something like the secretary of state's involved, what's <laughs> going on, <laughs> trademark versus copyright, like all of these different things. And we were like, what are we doing? I still don't know. Like I still what don't I know I'm pretty, not, I'm not sure. <laughs> I got signatures and, uh, all over the place. Yeah. <laughs> but we knew that you needed to have that contract, right? It's like so important to have that in place. And so, when you are approached by a small business or um, or like a small company or podcast or something, what's kind of the most common question that you get from that business owner? And um, yeah, what do what do you what's kind of like your advice on what mm. they need to do? Yeah, the most common thing is usually something surrounding like how do I not get sued or how do I not get in trouble? Mm. Um, so that's in and of itself is kind of a broad question, but we boil it down to kind of three main areas that I like to attack first with business owners. And every business is different. Everybody's going to have different contracts in place. Everybody's business names. There's a lot of things going on, but I like to set my clients up with um, like top three, at least getting some sort of entity in place if that is the best um, legal structure for them. So either like LLC, some people need some type of corporation some type of legal entity that separates them from the from the business so their personal assets aren't liable. And then we start looking at um, trademark protection if it's applicable in that situation. So business name, logo, slogan, like everything around your branding and do we need to apply to protect it? Um, basically looking at like what is there and what we need to protect and what we need to be aware of. And then lastly, just contracts, like getting basic level contracts in place. So like for podcasts and like getting some sort of contract in place with your guests, potentially, if that's something that's right for you. Or if you have a um, 
like a retail store business, like making sure we have our terms in place for like refunds, cancellations, Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. all of that stuff. So just like the basic level agreements, getting those in place. And then from there we can branch out to, to get other things protected if we need to. But those are kind of the three main areas that if everything boils down to that, everybody's questions are kind of geared towards one of those three things. Yes. Yes. You've made it so, um, step-by-step for small businesses to make it so much easier and not be so overwhelming. And that's really how it looks on your website. Um, you mentioned contracts and you enjoy doing them. And so (laughs) tell us about coffee and contracts because, Contracts overwhelm everybody. Someone's putting a signature on something. It's like, oh, I need somebody to read this who speaks yeah. this language because it really is a language. So tell us about coffee and contracts and how you're helping people there. Yeah. Every couple months I do a contract specific workshop and I, it's usually like my least popular one, but the people that come like really are interested and want to know either because they got burned before or because somebody told them, like, get this in writing. Um, So those are, and contracts, because there's so many different ways you can go with it, and, like, usually those are the best Q&A sessions that I have with contract workshops. We just go over, like, basic contracts that most businesses need, um, and then also just implementing them, because I think that there's a major hesitancy around implementing contracts, how to ask people to sign them, Um, how to explain them if somebody like pushes back on something or even how to, you know, bare, bare minimum negotiating. Like if you want to get paid for something or if you don't want to get paid for something, or if somebody's asking for more money and just, there's a lot of, um, a lot of practice that's involved with it. And, you know, small business owners, like sometimes it's like our brand new business and we have not done any of the, like I've never done my own personal business contracts until I started my own firm. And then you just start doing them over and over Um, but it's a lot of just getting practice in place and making sure that we understand like why they're so important and basically what needs to be in them for them to be enforceable. Um, but yeah, even little things like how to make sure people sign them and like how to legally sign contracts, Mm. um, making sure that there's just like a general education or knowledge around that in those type of workshops. I love that. You put coffee in front of anything and it's drawn people in. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yep. Always. <laughs> Seriously. What's your thought about DocuSign? I do a lot of contracts via DocuSign. What do you think about that? Yeah. I love DocuSign. I personally, I think I use HelloSign just because I signed up for it first and I stuck with it. Uh-huh. DocuSign, HelloSign. I think there's a couple other ones. Um, they are great because they do all of like that legal heavy lifting for you with respect to getting someone to bind themselves to a contract electronically. Um, So technically there's like a bunch of random weird rules around signing things over the internet electronically and those big platforms do it for you. So like if you sign through there, you've probably seen that click box that says like, I agree to signing electronically. They're doing all of the heavy work so that you don't have to worry about getting someone to agree to sign electronically. Plus it's just makes it easy. You can just it's like usually templated and somebody can sign it like over their phone, um, on their iPhone, anything, any way that they need to. My generated signature on DocuSign <laughs> is way better than my real yeah, me too. <laughs> in life <laughs> penmanship. I always get really excited when I click the box and then like, Oh, you can actually see every letter. 
Yes, my name. Mine has become like such a squiggle that you'd think I'm like a doctor or something. Like, I don't have time. <laughs> Taylor, yeah. I have a question for you. So you have, you really talk a lot about um, how you're helping the BIPOC community, female business owners. Are you, are a lot of your clients um, in the Latinx community, how are you doing your outreach and really um, putting your focus there? Yeah. Um, I would say like 95% of my clients are Latinx. And then like uh, most of those are Latina business owners. And I think that's just because I'm a Latina business owner and I kind of market myself in that way. And kind of, I really like to bring culture into the marketing because it's like, we can't, like that's, this is just like a day-to-day thing that pops in into, you know, it's like a kind of like an identity that, it wasn't like hiding at work, but it's like you, you never really get the opportunity to bring that to like a workspace. And now I have the ability to do that. And it's so much fun and uh, just really connecting with the community and things that they're doing. And it it really became an important thing for me to want to help this community. And I think just being available for that has been super helpful. You're paving the way and it must just be so rewarding to be able to help so many people and and be a voice in the community. So yeah. bravo. Hello, yes. <laughs> so we want to talk about you obviously help people left and right and help people navigate their problems and come up with the solutions. And we want to get to know from you if there was a time in your life where you had a really difficult situation that you faced and how you kind of overcame that and tell us your lemons to lemonade story Taylor um I would say probably the last law firm being like hey by the way we're shutting down the department and we don't need you anymore that was also I think right before my birthday weekend in 2019 (laughs) but I think that was I don't know that if that didn't happen if I would have ever been brave enough to go out on my own like if you're receiving a standard law firm paycheck, I just feel like there may not be enough inside of you to be like, go try something new unless you're totally 100% miserable. And I wasn't like 100% miserable at my last law firm. I could have continued working there, but that was like the, hey, we're done. And you got to go find something else to do that I think kind of forced me into um, making sure like, hey, I need to be able to put food on the table. So let's try this. And it turned out really awesome. It was really, I mean, it still is really scary being a business owner, but the first couple months and the year and then the pandemic happened and I'm like, oh my God, are all my clients going to leave me? Um, yeah, it's been, it's been a roller coaster, but a fun one. Taking that leap into making your own business is so terrifying. It's so yeah. terrifying, but you it's proven to be an incredible thing that you did. Yeah. The lemons to lemonade is shining bright here in this story where <laughs> nobody likes to um, have a door close. It's, right. it's not a nice thing. It's very, very scary, but I'm so glad that you did, that you took the leap. Yeah. It's also, that was a, a firm that did lemon law. So <gasps> I know. No, early, earlier you mentioned. Fun to throw in there, but <laughs> <laughs> Earlier, you mentioned Lemon Law, and Heidi and I were probably looking at each other like, is this something we should know about? Lemon Law? Do we need that? Are we breaking the Lemon Law? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Taylor, we have got some more fun questions for you. 
it is time to get juicy. We've got some rapid fire questions for you. We just want you to answer them as fast as you can. Okay, are you ready? I love these guys, yeah. Okay, here we go. (laughs) Favorite law line or favorite law jargon? I like allegedly. Ooh. (laughs) It's like, it's like that person might have done something or like I might have said something. I use it when I don't want to get in trouble. I'm like, I allegedly said that. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's fun. I love that. I'm going to start using that. I'm going to start using that. That's a good Uh. one. Okay. Next question. Favorite baseball team? Oh, Dodgers. L Woods or my cousin Vinny? Oh, Elwood. Best way to drink coffee? Oh, iced. Always. Okay, last question. Favorite burrito? Casa Playa in Redondo Beach, California has a uh, green sauce, a verde burrito with carnitas and a bunch of other stuff in it. It's really good. Ooh, Redondo Beach? (laughs) Yeah. Okay, we got to check that out. I, I read a really fun fact about you. That you eat burritos in a very unique way. Mm-hmm. Tell us about it. <laughs> Tell us. Um, I cut the, I do like, a, I used to start this at Chipotle and then it just kind of became like an all over thing. I just <laughs> like a square of the tortilla and I eat everything out of the burrito first because the tortilla is my favorite part. So I just eat everything like outside. Wait, inside <laughs> out. Yeah. So you and cut in, like a little opening yeah. of the top. Peel yeah. back the tortilla and then it's totally like a- embarrassing to whoever I'm with, but like I don't care. It's so good. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Burrito I, like I want to try it like that. <laughs> I want to try too. it too. The tortilla is my favorite part of yeah. any burrito as well. Yes. And then by that, by the end, it's soaked up all the all the goods. Mm-hmm. That sounds great. Oh my gosh. Okay. We're going to try this legal mega burrito style <laughs> that you yes. you'll we'll coin it to be your name cuz um I just went to Cerveteca in Culver City for the first time. That's just like the best <gasps> breakfast burrito ever. It's a stand. You go up, you, it's so good. There's tater tots in it. Oh my gosh. And what? they give you they give you four different sauces. I'm all about the sauce. Okay. So if you're ever over in that neighborhood too, that's one to try. Okay. This has been the best like law slash burrito <laughs> chat we've ever had on the podcast. Oh my god, this is so funny. Okay, well you did it. You did the juicies. Woo 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 woo. You did it. Forgetting juicy. <laughs> Okay, Taylor, tell us about what's coming up. You just mentioned the coffees, uh, coffee and contracts is next week. What else do you have coming up we're going to share for our listeners? Thank you. Uh, I have the library, the Legal League Library is opening up its membership next week Amazing. Um, through the beginning of August. And then I am reopening my law firm membership in the beginning of September. So yeah, just kind of, and then I'm getting married in October, so oh, I'm squeezing oh, all just that a stuff. casual, a casual wedding that. announcement. <laughs> Woo! Congratulations! Congrats. I feel like that's like a task on my list of things. Like, <laughs> well, Do you make have a prenup. Sure I was just. Gonna... <laughs> we will mm-hmm. get your prenup. Yeah, contract. I married no. my husband before he was a lawyer, so we don't have one, and he's stuck with me. Can't you do it? Can't you have a post now? 
Don't tell him that. <laughs> <laughs> we'll edit that out. So grammar. I, don't know, I don't even know if they're like 100 percent a thing. Like another That's area of law. Question. I don't practice, but I've heard. Yeah, that. that is a good question. That's a, a really good question. A post nip. <laughs> Interesting. But no worries. We won't need them. We don't need them. But. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> We're so happy that you exist in this world for BIPOC female business owners, for all female business owners, and just business owners. You know, we have so many questions, and I think that you've done such a great job of making it so visually appealing and easy to read to understand. I, I'm just such a huge fan. So um, anyone listening, you can follow along with Taylor on Instagram at LegalMiga and at LegalMiga Library and her website, www.tteamandlaw.com. Did I say that right? That was yep, right. Perfect. And the LegalMigaLibrary.com. So check out all of her contract templates. Check out her memberships. If you're starting a small business and you need help, She's going to answer your questions and give you burrito advice, too. Yeah. So this woman does it all. <laughs> so incredible. Thank you so much for joining us today Thank on the you, podcast. Taylor. Thank you for having me. Well, we have saved the zest for last. This is where we talk about some things that we are obsessed with. And Nicole, I got a really good one for you today. Okay. I'm so excited to tell you about this thing. Okay, so last week we did talk about um, a popcorn from Trader Joe's. But yeah, this, I yeah. went and I bought it and oh, it was right. so good. It was the dill pickle popcorn from Trader Joe's. It's amazing. Okay, great Thank you review. for that recommendation. I am also obsessed. Yes, I'm so glad you tried it because I love it when we can find things that we love and we can share with each other. So this one is no exception. In fact, I'm my mind is pretty much blown <laughs> over this new this new thing that I found. Okay, so this zesty actually is brought to you by our engineer Andrew Schwartz. He recommended it to me while we were doing the edits on the podcast in the studio and he said, "Have you heard of this <gasps> company called Opopop or maybe it's called Opopop. It's spelled O P O P O P. It's so fun to look at this o -P -O -P. word and to say it. O P O P O P O P O P. So I ordered it on Sunday. It came 2 days later like it got here on Wednesday. And this is what it is. Okay. So I ordered like this entire um sampler pack. It's popcorn that is just completely revolutionizing popcorn flavors in your own home. Like gourmet popcorn in your house that you can pop into the microwave. So I ordered a sampler pack and it is like the cutest little kit. It comes with a bowl. It comes with oh. this cute like rubber plastic reusable bowl that's actually like adjustable. Like it, it, it goes compact to flat so you can put it in your cupboard completely flat oh, and it has like yeah. this cute little lid it's yellow so it's just giving you like this popcorny vibe i don't know we used to have a yellow popcorn bowl growing up so it reminded me of my childhood Aww. so they send you the bowl it comes with six flavors in this first variety show kit and i'm gonna read the flavors to you okay okay you get fancy butter salted Love umami that. Ooh, cheddar peño, Maui heat, Cinelicious, and vanilla cake pop. Wow. 
It's oh, like those all sound amazing. Yeah. And they come in these cute little packs. You tear the pack open and you pour the kernels straight into the bottom of the yellow bowl. You put the <gasps> lid on the bowl, you pop it in the microwave, bowl and all for two minutes. You take it out, you already have your popcorn bowl in hand. It's literally the cutest, most genius thing ever. So, oh my God, that sounds <laughs> so good. It's so Wait, good. Okay. Yes. Well, first of all, thank Give me you, your questions. <laughs> Andrew, for yes. bringing us the sweet recommendation right? this week. Okay. Okay. Now you both tried all of them, right? So give me, give me the review. What was your favorite? Okay. So we didn't make it through all of them because they're actually really um, filling. So oh. between the two of us, if you pop a pack all the way to the brim, like if you split two people to a bowl, it's really filling. So we okay. tried um, fancy butter first. Amazing. <gasps> you cannot go wrong. It's like, classic. we're just trying the classic. But then fancy. we went, we went straight to Cinelicious. We were going to the sweet. We did mm. the cinnamon one. It was fabulous. Mm. It was fabulous. It was did so it good. Did it taste like a Cinnabon? Is it like that? Yeah. Yes. Okay. You know, board. it almost tasted like a churro. Ooh. It gives you like churro. Yeah, Cinnabon is a good is a good comparison because it's like buttery and sweet. Like, mm. oh my gosh. That sounds good. It great. was so good. We really inhaled that one fast. And then <laughs> the third one we did was salted umami because we were like, what is that? Like, what even is that? So we tried the umami and the the review coming back from umami is so different, so mm. interesting, but couldn't stop eating it. Okay. Like a what? flavor Wait, that's okay. hard to describe. Okay, hard to describe. But isn't it mushroom? Isn't that kind of like it's a, a it's like a Japanese mushroom? like flavor. And it's I thought it was a okay. spice, but it's actually just a flavor profile, apparently. Oh, okay. <laughs> and it's really good. It kind of like was a little it almost had a cheesy flavor to it, but it's I'll say it's like a real, real savory popcorn. It takes savory to another level. So savory is how I would describe it. And then I really wanted to try the cake pop. We didn't get there yet. But I'm telling you, like, this is such a cute gift. It's like the oh, yeah. perfect gift. So it's a the variety show that we got, which is the six flavors and the bowl, is 40 bucks. Like, what a great gift for somebody, right? Yeah, that is a great gift. And you could mm -hmm. send, like, a little movie pass with it or something, too. Yes. Like a little... Yes. Um, like Netflix subscription. Oh my gosh. Totally. Like a month. Oh, that's what a great so gift. brilliant. Oh, and when you go to the website, it looks like they have a pop-up discount. So oh, you can get like 10% off your first order or something. Nice. So, oh my gosh. Oh, Oppo Pop. This sounds so Oppo Pop. cute. Oppo Pop. O-P-O-P-O-P. <laughs> Thanks for sharing. That's going to be a tasty treat gift. Such a tasty treat gift. So... So go visit Oppo Pop, get your pop going on. Mm -hmm. And to end off our episode today with the good feels, here is your seed for the soul. And this is in honor of our amazing guest today, Taylor Tiemann, Legal Miga. The purpose of life is to contribute in some way to making things better. Robert Kennedy. Wow. There you oh, go. So legal. Do your part. Do your part in the community. Like, Do your part. Do your part to contribute 
by making things better. And thank you all so much for stopping by the Pink Lemonade Stand. We will be here every single Monday. We would love it if you would squeeze that subscribe button, leave us a five-star review, and follow us on Instagram at the PLS Podcast for more sweet treats throughout the week. Now remember, when you're feeling like an old bitter rind, remind yourself you are a gorgeous, delightful, fabulous glass of pink lemonade. Now go out there and squeeze! The day. Pink, 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 pink lemonade stand.